Well, today we conclude our series of messages from the book of Jude. And we've titled our series, A Faith Worth the Struggle. Hey Jude, A Faith Worth the Struggle. And we've talked about a number of things over these, over these past few weeks, and today we're going to bring this to a conclusion. Well, I, I wonder if you've ever been given much thought about a guarantee. A guarantee. Well, a guarantee is a promise or an assurance. A promise or an assurance that something, listen to this, that something is of special quality content or benefit. I like this part. It will perform satisfactorily for a given length of time. Now, I'm pretty confident you have something in your house that's been guaranteed. Yeah, I, I know Marcy and I do. We've got various things that have warranties or guarantees, and there's lengths or periods of time connected to that guarantee. Usually we purchase something, or actually anything, and we look, maybe you look at that guarantee. They come in this kind of unique print where it talks about the guarantee or the warranty and the length of that guarantee. Well, you know, we guarantee things like cars or household products, appliances, you know, some clothing, uh, some work that's been done at our home. There, there's a website called Sleek Note. And what Sleek Note does, or did, I should say, they identified seven different types of guarantees. And those guarantees are lifetime guarantee, the free trial guarantee. The first time guarantee, the lowest price guarantee, the happiness guarantee, the fun guarantee, the branded guarantee. Now, I'm not here to talk about all of the different types of guarantees, but it just tells you there's a, there's a myriad of guarantees that are out there. But what I thought was fascinating about what Sleeknote did, here's what they said. They said, the main motive behind writing a good satisfaction guarantee is not to tempt customers to return your products. The goal is to make your guarantee as clear and as interesting as possible. Now listen to this. So that, there's the why, so that you can minimize the visitor's concerns about making a purchase. To minimize the visitor's concerns about making a purchase. Now that, that is really significant. To minimize those concerns. I wonder how powerful it would be if we would have a guarantee. If we could have a guarantee that would never be in question about faith and life. One that we could depend on no matter what, in the, what the world's conditions might be. Talk about minimizing our concerns. But here's the reality. We have just such a guarantee. And in fact... The last two verses of Jude's letter he really unpacks for us a guarantee. And that's what we're going to talk about for a few moments. So look with me, if you will, the last two verses of Jude, Jude 24 and 25. Let's read them together. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Now that is a powerful passage of scripture. In fact, it's one of the, the great doxologies uh, of scripture. A doxology is just a hymn or a form of words containing an ascription of praise to God. And this, is, this is an ascription. This is a, 
a doxology or verses that I have used innumerable times at memorial services. In fact, I used this verse or these verses at the memorial services of both of my parents. It is a powerful, powerful two verses. And it's incredibly comforting. But within this, embedded within this is a guarantee. And that's that is really critical for us. This guarantee, if we can grab onto it and we can, we can snag the truth of, of what is here, it minimizes our concerns about faith and life. It is really important to understand where we've been in this series. Jude has, has called us to check our attitude. You know, what, what, what's our attitude like? We're called. We're called of God. We're a servant of Jesus Christ. But not only did he call us to check our attitude, he also said what this is all about. We're to contend for our faith. And then he said, okay, not only that, but there are some strategies in order to do that. And then it's all, it's all brought together with this amazing guarantee. And that's what we're going to spend these next few moments discussing. So would you pray with me before we, we unpack the word of God? Thank you, Jesus, for today. Speak to us from your word. Challenge us and encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you four thoughts today. Regarding this guarantee, the first thought is this. It's all about God, stay focused. It's all about God, stay focused. Whether it's in the defense of our faith or whether it's just life in general. The guarantee that Jude reinforces must be focused on God and God alone. I don't know if you're like me, and I think we're, we're all pretty much the same. We, we can get so easily distracted by so many different things. I don't know if you remember this, this amazing little character from a Pixar's movie, Up. Doug was his name. And Doug, yeah, there he is, Doug. Now Doug is spelled not D-O-U-G, but D-U-G, Doug. And he had this ability that he could talk. Now, while I know that's unrealistic, but the funniest part of this whole thing is that Doug would get distracted at a moment's notice and you would hear him saying squirrel. And he would turn away from what he was doing to the squirrel that distracted him. And let's just be honest, we have a lot of squirrel moments in our lives. A lot of things distract us. Maybe it's anything and everything. But distractions keep us from focusing on the things that we need to remain focused upon. You see Jude in this passage of scripture, he, he, he reinforces again and again and again where our focus is to be by, by simply saying or referencing God himself. He would say, to him who is able. Then he would say, his, he would use the word his. You know, it's his presence that we are presented before. And then he goes on and he says, it is to the only God, our Savior, and then speaks of Jesus Christ by whom we are saved. You see, over and over again, his focus comes back to God. We need to stay focused. We need to stay focused on God because it's all about him. Maybe here's a, here's a way for us, for, uh, maybe a more simpler way or a way that you can remember this idea of focus. The character and nature of of the guarantor, now hear this, the character and the nature of the guarantor empowers the guarantee. It's all about God. You see, God is the one who gives the power to the guarantee that's being made. 
It's not anything else. It's God. Now, now listen to how Scripture talks about remaining focused. Isaiah 26. You'll keep him in perfect and constant peace. The one whose mind is steadfast, that is, committed, and look at this word, and focused on you. Focused on you. Colossians 3. Therefore, if you have been raised with the Messiah, here it is, keep focusing on the things that are above where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Hebrews chapter three and verse number one. Therefore, holy brothers, partners in the heavenly calling. What's this? Keep your focus on Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. And one more, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number two. We must what? Focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. The guarantee is, is based upon the guarantor. We need to stay focused on him. So when our faith is challenged, when our faith is challenged, when the world flips on its head, we need to guarantee that we're gonna be all right. We need to guarantee that we're gonna be all right. And that guarantee is based upon the guarantor. So remember, it's all about God. Stay focused on him. Second thought this morning is that God is able, trust him. God is able, trust him. I don't want to brag or anything, but you know, there are, there are some things that I'm good at. Now, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to, what's nice is you can't dispute me. You know, that's, that's kind of good. I'm good at some things. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say I'm really good at some things. So what I did is I compiled a list of 101 different things that I'm good at. And I'm going to go through them all. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I've got 102. We're going to do that. No, that, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. But my point to you is this. There are some things I'm really good at. Some things you're really good at. You have abilities that are extraordinary. But you know, there are some things that only God can do. Only God can do. God is, God is able. God is able. We need to trust him. And maybe at no, at no time like the present, our trust has to be in God. So many different things around us are just, man, they're just going crazy. We've got to trust him. But we're not trusting someone that's not able to do what we're entrusting to him. Man, I'm so thankful for that. And here's a, this is something that I just want you to grab onto. I want you to grab this strongly. There is nothing that God cannot do. There's nothing that God cannot do. God is limitless in his abilities. And no matter what you may be facing in regards to this current condition, this current season, don't let your trust waver. But be reminded that God is able. God is able. You know, what? in context, Judah is saying something very significant. He says this, he says, God is able to keep you from falling. Think about that for a moment. Keep you from falling. Now, he is specifically referencing stumbling or being, being taken in by false teachers and false teaching. And God's able to protect us in that. He's able to keep us from falling. Now, can I just for a moment just stop? 
Let me expand that point for just a second. I'm gonna move it back. God is able to keep you from falling. God is able to keep you. God's able to keep you, his, his protective care. He's able to do that over your family, over your life, over your interests, over your, the things that are of greatest concern to you. God is able to keep you. But not only is he able to keep you from falling, but he's also able to present you before his glorious presence, ready for this, without fault and with great joy. Man. So I would just summarize it by saying it this way. God is able to keep you from something, and God is able to present you to someone. Man, the ability of God is limitless. Limitless. This past week, and even today, we see these numbers of this global pandemic, and it's just alarming. And if you're like me, it sobers you. It brings a, brings a tremendous amount of sorrow. There's a lot of people that are hurting. But I, I think about all this. That in March 2020, that's where we are right now. March, we just ended March. We're in April. Here's what, here's what we're experiencing. We, we now have new phrases that have been added to our vocabulary. Ready for this? Social distancing. I didn't even know that was a thing. But it's a thing. Here's another phrase. You ready for this one? Flatten the curve. Okay, flatten the curve. These are phrases that literally have, have come into our vocabulary at this moment. We have lines at our grocery stores. We have been ordered to stay at home. The unemployment claims, the, the claims for unemployment have reached historic levels. Th these are times that are crazy. There's no other way to say it. And you might be in a position today where you're wondering what the future holds. You're wondering, am I going to be able to make it? How, how am I going to survive? Man, do I... Man, I, 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 I feel that with you. And I want you to know that in a practical way, we as a church are here to help in any way we can. We may not be able to do everything, but there are some things we can do. But let us know if there are needs. Circle of care is available. Remember that Monday to Thursday, 1130 to 1230, they're serving. They're here to help. But understand something. In the bigger picture of things, God is able to meet your needs and I'm grateful for that. And I want you to, I'm not going to read the scripture, but I want you to read Romans 14, verse 8. Read Romans 14 and verse 8. Remember this, regardless of what may be happening around us, you and I, as the followers of Jesus Christ, we belong to God. We're God's. We are in his hands. He's with us. He hasn't forsaken us. He hasn't abandoned us. God is able to meet your needs. Listen to what scripture says. Jesus said, Matthew 19, with God, all things are possible. Ephesians 3.20, oh, this is so good. Now all glory to God, who is able. Let me just stop and do that again. Look at it. Now all glory to God, who is able. I could just stop right there. God is able, but Paul goes on, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish, look at this, infinitely more than we might ask or think. And then one more, Philippians 4, verse 19. My God will supply all that you need 
from his glorious resources in Christ Jesus. When our faith is challenged and the world flips on its head, we need a guarantee that we're going to be all right. And that guarantee is based upon the guarantor. Therefore, remember, remember God is able. Trust him. Third, worship God. Worship God because he's worthy. He's worthy. Judah's just established for us that our focus needs to remain on God, that his abilities are unlimited. He takes it up a notch. And, and he talks about praise and worship. And he offers four words that are just, they're amazing. First word is glory. Glory. God's weighty, weighty and majestic presence. Majesty. The kingly status that God has. Power. His control over all things, the world included, and his authority. His intrinsic right, his intrinsic right to rule all things. The expression of these three words really speaks to this all-consuming power and, and wonder of God. God is, is again, he's, we didn't need to say focused on him. He's unlimited in his ability, and he is worthy of our worship. So I am challenging us right at this moment, worship God in the middle of all of these things that are swirling in our lives. Worship him. He's worthy of our worship. And, and I, would, I would just add to that. It really becomes a strategy for us in times like this. A strategy. In, in Acts chapter 16, we have a story. The Apostle Paul, Paul and Silas had been doing ministry and doing some things in the, in the town of, of Philippi. And they, they got everybody kind of sideways against them, so they threw them in jail, all right? And it's found in Acts chapter 16. Starts out by the, with the jailer, what his response was. So look at it with me. Acts 16, verse 25. He, and this is the jailer, he, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison dungeon and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. Can I just stop there? This is not a, this is not a spa, okay? This is not one of those, I don't know what a cushy jail looks like, but I don't think this is a particularly cushy jail. This is not a good thing. So they've been thrown into jail and they're in an agonizing position. So look at this, about, about midnight, when Paul and Silas, what, were praying, were praying and what, singing hymns of what, praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly, I love this, there was what, what was it, there was a great earthquake so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. So here they are in a less than perfect situation and what do you see them doing? Singing, praying, praise unto God. Did God answer by way of an earthquake? Nah, I think so. That's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. God heard these praises and there was a response in the heavenlies to those who were praising in the midst of a difficult place and I want to assure you today 
We're in a difficult place. No one's denying that. But our God is worthy of our praise. And I, and I, want, I want to challenge you to give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Once again, give him glory, majesty, power, and authority. I have a, I have a great, there's a, there's a guy who is a, a musician. Russ Tapp is his name. And Russ, he was one of my, he still is one of my favorite all-time vocalists in, in Christian music. And early in his solo career, he sang a song that I think speaks so well to this moment in our, in our history. And it's the song, Praise the Lord. So there's a little bit of homework for you. Go, go to YouTube and, and find Praise the Lord at some point. Just listen to the words. But here, here are the lyrics. I'm going to go through them really quick. When you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested schemes, and you feel, listen to this, and you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fear. Don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear. Praise the Lord. He will work through those who praise him. Praise the Lord, for God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord for the chains that seem to bind you <laughs> serve only to remind you that they drop powerless behind you when you praise him. Hallelujah. Now, I can't, I can't see you and I can't be where you are, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it right now. Right where you are, it, maybe you can't, do it, you can't do it out loud, but you can do it under, you, you can do it silently. I want you right now at this moment to give a great shout out of praise unto our God because he is worthy of our praise. No matter what may be happening around you today, I want you to know God is still worthy of our praise. And we are to worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here I'm just going to use Jude's words. To the only God be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you can't articulate anything else in praise, use those words. Use those words and allow the presence of, of God himself to inhabit your life and to, and to turn the fear into faith. God is able. God is worthy. And we're to need to, we need to praise him. So when our faith is challenged, when our faith is challenged, when the world flips on his head, we need a guarantee that we're going to be all right. You say, Gary, haven't you said that before? Yeah, I've said it. This is the third time. i got one more time I'm going to say it. Because we need to hear it. We need to get it into our hearts. And that we're going to be all right. And that guarantee is based upon the guarantor. Therefore, therefore, worship God for he is worthy. The fourth thing this morning. And finally, this is forever. We're secure. And you go, whoa, wait a minute. Are you talking about like the stuff that we're doing right now? Like the conditions of our world? No, no, no. This is a season. This season's going to end, and it's going to give rise to another season. But what Jude is talking about is a security in the middle of every season. There's something here that I need to be reminded that I'm secure in Christ. You're secure in Christ. Now, back to the, the whole idea of guarantees for a minute. If you get a lifetime guarantee on something... We all kind of, we're all pretty stoked about that. That's, that's really good. I mean, this thing's going to last this forever, and if it, and if it doesn't, I get, I, they're going to replace it. Like, one of the things would be like uh, 
Craftsman Tools. Now, I don't know if they still have a lifetime guarantee, but when I bought mine, they did. Now, if they do, that's, that's cool because if it breaks or wears out, I go get another one. That's really great. This idea of a lifetime guarantee is, is amazing. But think of it this way. All of that stuff is temporal. But what Judas addressing here is eternal. Because God is the guarantor. And we, because of what of who God is and what God has done, we are secure both now and for eternity. You and I, having come to faith in Christ, Jesus Christ our Savior, he's mentioned here that we are going to be presented before God without fault and with great joy, and that is because of Christ. You see what has happened. He has forgiven us of our sins. He has forgotten them. In fact, the psalmist would say this way, he has taken our sins and he has cast them as far as the east is from the west. Have you ever thought about that? They'll never meet. East will never meet west. It's an impossibility. Man, Jesus paid the price. We're forgiven. And now we have a security both now and forevermore. John chapter 10, verse 27. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and, and they will never die. And look at this. And no one can steal them out of my hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're secure. You're secure. This is something that will last forever. So can I just for a moment, if, if today you're unsure, if there's insecurity about your present, the present and the future, I, I want to invite you to, to meet Jesus, to put your faith, your hope, your trust in him. He's the one who brings us to the Father. It's Jesus. So right where you are, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you today. I, I confess with a mouth. I say with my mouth that you are Lord of my life. I surrender to you. And I also believe that you are alive. I receive you today as my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, as simple as it was, Jesus Christ has become a part of your life. You have hope for today and for tomorrow and for eternity because of Jesus. What an assurance that we have. So when faith, when our faith is challenged and when the world flips on its head, we need to guarantee that we're gonna be all right. And that guarantee is based upon a guarantor. So remember, this is forever. We are secure in Jesus. I don't know if you remember this guy by the name of George Zimmer. George Zimmer was the founder and president, CEO of Men's Warehouse for years. And George would do these commercials. And here's what George would say. He says, he would do this commercial about how nice the suits were and, you know, all the stuff. And they'd show the stores and guys walking through looking all dapper and whatever. And then he'd say this, as he would conclude the commercial, you're going to like the way you look. Then he'd add this, I guarantee it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Well, Jude does something very similar to that when he says, 
These words, I'm going to read it one more time. So look at it with me one more time. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, be what? What are the words? Glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, both before all ages, now and forevermore. And here's the word. Amen. Amen. That is that guarantee. Why, why, why so much about that little word? Well, when you say amen, here's what you're saying. That you're certifying that what has been said is true. There is something certain and sure. There is a certainty here to the declarations that have been made. And that's what Jude is saying. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And this guarantee is all because of the guarantor, Almighty God. So today, no matter what you may be facing, I want you to know God is the guarantor of the guarantee, and it will empower you for today and for every day from this moment forward. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you for your word this morning. And we pray that you will take this, plant it deeply within our hearts, and that we would be encouraged and strengthened because of your word. When things flip on its head, Lord, we need to know we're going to be all right. And you provided for us an amazing guarantee. For that, we're truly grateful. We give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.